Hello and Croeso to episode three of Alternative Wales, the podcast. Uh, as ever, I'm joined by your friend of mine, Tommy Kaus. How's it going today, Tommy? Very well, thank you, Ry. You okay? Not too bad, mate, not too bad. Um, and we haven't really heard from Rodri since uh, since he went to uh, get the door last week, so we've had to, to get in uh, get in cover. we got uh, Gerat Lyle. How's it going, Gerat? Hi Ryan, yeah, going well, thanks. Good stuff. Uh, Gerard, you're a Wrexham fan and a Norwich fan, if that, if I'm right. That is correct. Yes, bit Good of a stuff. strange mix, but yes. If it works for you, mate, it works for you. Right, That's so it. we'll get straight into it this week. Um, it's been a bit of a good weekend for the Welsh sides in uh, who were playing in England. Uh, four wins out of four for uh, for the for the for the teams on Saturday, and uh, Wrexham came from behind. Uh, earlier today, as we're recording, um, to get a point, uh, and it looks like there's a good chance that three out of four are going to be playing in the playoffs come the end of the season. Obviously, the Swans secured it last week, and um, uh, Cardiff obviously out of it now, but a great win and a hat trick for for Harry Wilson. Um, Newport looking good, hanging in there now. Looks almost almost certain to finish in the playoffs, and Wrexham looking good. Uh, Gallat Wrexham. What what are your thoughts on it? How's it going? Yeah, things have I'm looking up. Um, we battling away, just looking to hang on to a playoff position. Good to get a point today after being two 0 down half time. Um, but we are struggling against those teams above us, or we have done in the league. So hopefully we nick it into the playoffs. But not having too much hope when we get them, if we do get them. I'm uh, I'm exactly the same as uh, as what Mr. Lyle just described. To be honest, I'm I'm uh, I'm confident we're going to get in there. I think we we are going to get into those playoffs. Um, I, well, at least I hope. I, sh- I shouldn't be that confident. Being a Wrexham fan, I should know better. But um, no, I think we'll get in there. And uh, but when we're there, that's the issue. Um, we haven't played well uh, against those sides in and around the top places. Um, so I think, yeah, as I say. Confident we'll get in there, but not confident at all we'll uh, we'll make any inroads really. I guess it's all with with obviously the new investment with Wrexham. It's sort of all about now. If 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 you can go up this season, it's a bonus. But I think it'll be a big summer in terms of investment and signings and and you know maybe if if they don't go up, maybe Keats might be replaced um, with the new owners. And I guess it'll sort of be a start of a new era really this summer, regardless of how the playoffs go. Yeah, you're right. You know, there's going to be some investment over the summer, so it it won't be the end of the world if we if we didn't get up this time. Um, but I just imagine if we did get up, it'd be brilliant platform, wouldn't it? To then go mm. and attract you know better players who'll want to play in the football league. Um, yeah, so you know, hopefully there's, there's we don't have much hope for Wrexham fans really. Because no, we've no, had so right much ru- had so much rubbish for years. We're just it's been beaten out of us, isn't it? Hasn't it, Kaus? All the hope, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's exactly how I'd describe it as well. But uh, yeah, I don't want to be all too uh, doom and gloom, but <laughs> it's hard not to be after the last uh, last thirteen years, really. But no, but um, yeah, that's that's the issue, really. Is uh, you know, if if we do go up, I'd be I'd be confident we do well again in in the um, in the league above, but. You know, maybe maybe it wouldn't be such a bad thing if we did stay down and just build that team. Um, you know, maybe capable of. Uh, well, you'd hope that um, that we'd we'd do well next year if we don't go up this year. But um, 
but yeah, like like I said, if we could, he could if we could fluke our way up this year, that'd be uh, that'd be fantastic. I think what you said about if you do go up, I think you'd be all right. I think the gap is closing between that top half of the National League and the bottom half of League Two because not many people come straight back down anymore. Because I always feel there's a few crisis clubs in League Two every season who just crash and burn and just sort of drop like a stone. I mean, you look at like Harrogate and Barrow, who obviously a first time in the Football League come up last season, and especially in the situation that they came up in as well. I think they've done they've done really well to sort of yeah. hang in there. I don't think they've really been threatened with relegation at any point. It seems like that momentum, that just springboard, has helped a lot of clubs, hasn't it? Once mm. they get into the Football League, as you say, they don't seem to struggle. I think we'd be a perfect club for doing that, really. We'd have that momentum. Mm. You know, the, the, the crowds hopefully will be back soon. Would would be massive once we got into the football league. They're big enough as they are at the moment in the conference, um, and you know with all that good positive atmosphere, Wrexham could you could go up and up really. I think. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's a cliche in it, but they're definitely a sleeping giant. You know, the catchment area is massive. Um, I think for all the Welsh clubs, really, they they benefit from having that massive catchment area. Um, so, and I guess I guess the thing is with going up from the national league. You definitely come across so many teams who are going in the other direction. They're sort of losing money and they're dropping down. Whereas if you're coming up from the National League, you usually had a nice bit of investment to get up and then you get more money, obviously, for getting up. So it's sort of, you know, it's not unheard of for teams to go up twice, really, is it? You know, I think Lincoln did it a couple of years ago. Um, or at least, you know, in quite quick succession. So who knows if, you know, if Wrexham can do it this year then, or even next year. I think next year, I guess, is sort of, It'd be really disappointing if it didn't happen, I think. But yeah, that's the outside looking yeah. in anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the, the sort of investment that the new owners have promised, I think, um, you know, you'd like to think we could be successful in either League Two or the conference. I mean, definitely the conference. But the sort of investment they're talking about, um, yeah, definitely. I think we'd be a force to be reckoned with in League Two even. Um, we, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves and, and sort of expect the earth straight away. Um, I think it's a case of building gradually and steadily uh, to get where we want to be. We, you know, as Wrexham fans, we've always sort of yeah. talked about well, what is now the Championship. Um, that's the goal for me. Mm. Uh, Premier League, Premier League is a pipe dream. I think uh, you know that that would that would require further investment. I think the owners have said that themselves. But uh, but certainly, I think I think you know, like like uh, like Gareth said just then. You uh, you get that springboard into the football league, and then suddenly you're in an upward trajectory, and anything's possible. You can get two promotions easily on the bounce. Um, I I remember it's only ten years ago. Bournemouth were bottom of League Two, mm. weren't they, with uh, minus twenty points or whatever they were? And look at them now. You know, I know they got relegated last year, but um, you know that, that's that's the sort of model we we need to be following, really. Uh, a yeah. club that grows yeah. uh, grows organically rather than perhaps too quickly. I think you're right about the, the championship being the right level. I mean, you see a lot of clubs that do, um, that have got into the championship. Sometimes they struggle, because I, it's, it's, I think it's more of a gulf almost now between League One and the championship than championship and the Premier League. Um, but, you know, you've, you see like Burton got up there, they stayed up there for a while. And, you know, Wrexham are a way bigger club than Burton. Uh, you see Yeovil, Whit did it, Wickham have obviously done it, even Luton now to agree. I think Luton, probably a similar size club maybe to Wrexham. Uh, maybe yeah. I'm doing Wrexham a disservice. Um, no, no, I agree. But, um, you know, Luton, it wasn't too long ago Luton were in the, in the in the National League Conference. So I think 
it's definitely achievable with the right sort of. Ma- I mean, it's all about management now, isn't it? And 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 how, not ne- even necessarily on the pitch, but but you know, you've got they. I think the clubs that do best are the clubs that are now ma- managed best off the pitch. You know, even at the top level, I think Liverpool did so well because they've been managed so much better than the other big sides in 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 England. Yeah. Um, yeah. In terms of like the structure off the pitch and recruitment and stuff, so I think if if Wrexham can nail that, the crowds will look after themselves because you know there's obviously a huge fan base up up there. So it's probably quite an exciting time to be a Wrexham fan, and it's it's uh, it's nice looking looking from the outside in. Absolutely an exciting time, you know. Things can only get better really from after the last fifteen years. So um, no. Looking good, hopefully. Good stuff. So uh, Newport, I think they they're looking good now for a playoff spot. I think they might actually be three points clear with a game to play. Although maybe their goal difference isn't as good. Um, so it'd be nice to see them um, get up. I think they've been knocking on the door for a while. Got some good young Welsh players there as well. So that's quite an exciting club to look at. Yeah, definitely. They um they they've they've been doing well for a number of years now. Newport, and they they seem to uh, they seem to be quite steady. I, I must admit, I perhaps. Uh, I perhaps don't know as much about Newport as I do as maybe Cardiff and Swansea, but um, you know I keep an eye on their results. Still, don't forgive them for uh, beating us <laughs> in the playoff final, of course, but uh, but we won't go into that too much. But yeah, I, I mean, as as a Wales uh, football supporter, as a Welsh football supporter, as uh, all three of us are, um, yeah, it's it's great to see, isn't it? Um, Welsh clubs doing so well uh, across the border in the English system. Yeah, I mean. Obviously, Swansea have secured their spot in the playoffs, and it's looking likely now. It's probably going to be Bournemouth in the in the playoffs, which is probably the one team you really don't want to play um, on sort of current form. Um, so I think obviously the Swans have sort of been they've been up and down, haven't they, in the last few weeks? So that's going to be an interesting tie uh, to see how that goes. I, I, again, the championship yeah. playoffs are an absolute basket case at the best of times. So, yeah, as you say, the championship, especially those four teams there now, I can't, I can't pick it. And I've seen all them play against Norwich this season. You know, Swansea were brilliant when they played Norwich earlier on this season, beat us two nil. Um, and I thought, oh yeah, Swansea, that's that's the best team except for us in the league at the moment. And then. You know, Brentford have picked up form, haven't they? Bournemouth. It's going to be very tough to choose out of those teams, I think. Mm. I think you look at them, and I think most of them can throw a stinker in on their day. But other than maybe Barnsley, like I feel like sort of following the championship this season, everyone, Brentford have obviously historically in the last few seasons sort of struggle in those sort of big, big deciding matches. Obviously, Swansea. They'll have like ridiculous run of form and then just throw in an absolute stinker. And Bournemouth have got that in them as well, obviously, with an inexperienced manager. And, um, you know, it's been, they've really improved, I guess, in the second half of the season. But then Barnsley have sort of, they had that ridiculous run and they've sort of kept going under the radar. And I think, obviously, again, they're really well managed. Like, they're definitely dark horses. So it's going to be difficult for the Swans, um, which. You know who knows how that's going to end up, but uh, I mean the only shame is really is a few of those uh, Swans lads probably going to be joining up with the Welsh squad late because um, they'll be playing until till the end of May. Yeah, just just going back to what you said there with Swansea and the uh, the other three sides in there, it's it really is tough to pick, and uh, and like you said, completely agree. Uh, Barnsley certainly um, 
slipped under my radar at least uh, I you know I don't know too much about him other than uh, you know they're having an excellent season but I, I think um, yeah I, th- I think Swansea got a good chance uh, like uh, like Ella said I think uh, you know it, it's very tough to pick be- between those four sides but I think Swansea have got as good a chance as anyone for me personally as a, as a neutral um, in uh, in the championship is uh, it's disappointing Cardiff aren't in there because I really do think with Mc- McCarthy uh, you know, ha- had they had Mick McCarthy all season, I think they'd be in those playoffs. And um, and I think Cardiff would be a team you'd be looking at, really, with his experience. Mm. And they're a very robust side. I th- and certainly Kiefer Moore is, is, a, is a top, well, class act at that level, isn't he? Um, I think Cardiff would have had a good chance in there, but obviously it's not to be. Yeah, it was um, all a little bit too too little too late in the end I think yeah, obviously yeah. we had that really good run and then we dropped off a bit but you know I think if you probably transfer our form um, in the second half of the season across the whole season like I'm assuming it would be there or thereabouts um, good enough to, to get in the playoffs and it's it's been a weird season and it's a shame I haven't been able to get in the ground and watch Kiefer Moore do his thing and hopefully he'll be there next season um, to keep doing it but yeah, it's like it just started badly from for Cardiff. It got worse, and and I think maybe the change was made a few weeks too late. I think I think Cardiff lost to Wickham in between um, <clears throat> Christmas and New Year. I think it was, or just around Christmas time. Um, and I think the change needed to be made then. You know, the the way the games were going at that point, it was so thick and fast between like Christmas and and when McCarthy did take over in late January. There was probably like four or five games, and you know that's the difference that can be in at this level. So if the board had pulled the trigger a few weeks earlier, then maybe it might be different, but you know, it's been, it's been a difficult championship this year. I mean, you don't often see the four playoff sides already, uh, you know, in, in concrete. Yeah, yeah. Two, two games before the season's over. Um, it's all sorted really. I think it's only just one relegation spot, one or two relegation spots now, isn't it? Which is, Disappointing for the championship. There's usually plenty of last day drama, but I think that just sort of says says it all about the the season, season the football season yeah. in general, isn't it? It's been a bit of a damp squib, I think. But yeah, on yeah. to Cardiff. Obviously, it was a it was a it was a good. Well, I say on to Cardiff, but on to the Welsh players at Cardiff. Um, it was a good result, uh, and what a what a hat trick from Harry Wilson! Uh, audacious hat trick. That first goal. I just don't know why he even tries it with the outside of his foot. If I tried that, it would have been plain embarrassing. But what a goal. Just brilliant, wasn't it? It just makes you think, you know, when you see that from him, why he hasn't quite made it in the Prem yet, mm. has he really? You know, he ha- it looks like he's got everything you need. Um, and he's, he's, you know, he's done that pretty well for Cardiff this season, hasn't he? But something's not quite right with his consistency, is there, I, I feel, mm. personally. Yeah, I think... It's been quite difficult as a Cardiff fan this season watching it because I don't know if it's just because you he's a, he's a bit of a highlight reel player, isn't he? And I think he he scores a lot of outside the box goals and he scores a lot of free kicks. Um, and I kind of thought he'd come to Cardiff and bang in fifteen free kicks this season. Uh, I think it might have even been the first free kick he scored, um, and then he scored two. But I also don't know if it's different because we haven't been in the ground. And I think if you watch a player like Harry Wilson, I think you can really appreciate him more when you watch him for 90 minutes in the stadium. Um, I think he can he can be quite quiet when you're watching a game, sort of half mm. watching it on TV. Um, but, you know, he's got that in his locker. And it's just all about getting it out more because 
they're world class finishes, the free kicks. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's he's been uh, he's been scoring these goals for uh, for four, five, maybe even six years now in uh, in senior football. Um, you know, it seems crazy. I was thinking watching that hat trick, and by the way, I think that's one of the best hat tricks I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, it was it was incredible. Yeah. But um, you know. I was there when he made his debut uh, for Wales in in Belgium, and you think that was October two thousand and thirteen, mm. and here we are eight years later, and you know you you just waiting for him to to burst into life and do this as uh, as Gareth said, just just do it consistently, um, and for me, the the talent that uh, Harry Wilson possesses, he should be a Premier League player. Yeah, he really should be. Um, I, I thought he had a reasonable season for Bournemouth uh, season before. He certainly started the season well in the Yeah, Premier I think he might have scored eight uh, goals, which is yeah, not yeah, which bad is a for return. a relegated team it, and from midfield. And, um, and yeah, it just for one reason or another, he's gone to Cardiff. He hasn't set the world alight. He hasn't done badly, but mm. he hasn't. I, I think I think you'd probably have expected a little bit more, Rai. Is that fair? Yeah. Absolutely, I think, especially if you look at that season he had with Derby uh, yeah. and Frank Lampard, he had a really good season there, and I was expecting that sort of levels. Again, I don't really know if he suited the style of play Cardiff played. Um, obviously, I think the whole team wasn't performing for the first half of the season, which you know, which doesn't help because um, it was really bad that first few months under Harris. He, you know, he's, he's had moments. I just would have liked to have seen them a bit more. I think it's a huge yeah. summer for him now, though. I think it, it it's a make-or-break summer, isn't it? Because, obviously, yeah. he's done this now. He's put himself in the shop window again. He's reminded a few people of who he is, and he'll go to the Euros, and I'm sure he'll play. He'll have quite a lot of game time. Whether he starts every game, I don't know, but he'll have quite a lot of game time. And you know what? Liverpool have a knack for selling you know, their sort of academy products for you know mid-teen millions, you know, 15, 16 million. Mm. Um, and it's just whether who can afford it um, and sort of what level he ends up at, because like you said, Kaus, he should be playing in the Premier League with the talent he's got. Yeah. But some players you can sort of see at the side that suits him, but I can't look at him and I don't really know no, no. where he should be playing or or who he should be playing for. So that's the thing, isn't it? The kind of player he is, he's he's your creative kind of player, isn't he? Mm. So he's kind of got to be your main man, hasn't he? In a way, mm. in that creative midfield, and. It's hard for a top, you know, top half club in the Prem aren't going to make him that no. man, are they really? No. Um, so you're probably looking at either one of the clubs that have just gone up. Norwich? Or, or, yeah, possibly. I just don't think he'd fit in. You know, like you said, it's hard, isn't it? I don't think he'd fit in with, we've got Bendir mm. in that kind of role. I don't think you can have two two players like him in the side, you know what I mean? I think the money is um, a big issue as well. I know Norwich don't really like yeah. spending big big sums and I think the way the way Liverpool work is they sort of fund their transfer business by selling off their sort of academy products every season so he's going to go for a, you know at least 10 million I think so yeah, they're not going to sell him cheap are they no who's going to fork out on that it's a difficult one I was just going to say yeah. um, just uh, it's a question someone asked me recently um, and it's an interesting one as Wales fans the pair of you mm-hmm. do you do you want Harry Wilson to be playing 15 20 games in the Premier League or do you want him to play every game in the Championship? I think Championship every time. I'd 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 have a whole squad playing week in week out in the Championship than being a bit Yeah, I, I, in the I agree. League, I, I do agree actually, yeah. I Why think not? anyway. I think it's a, yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? Um 
obviously you'd like him to be playing in the Premier League for you know for his progression and development. But I would want him to go to a Premier League club, like you say, and just be on the bench, not playing. You know, he has to be that age. He has to be playing week in, week out, doesn't he? Yeah. So I would take a championship club if it was to play week in, week out. I mean, another Welsh hat-trick on the weekend. Gareth Bale seems to have really found his feet again, which is lovely to see. Um, it's been it's been a tough few years for him and for, for Wales fans watching him. And they he was starting to creep into my mind that that I think, obviously, we'd all back Gareth Bale. Um, but I was sort of like, maybe, maybe it is Gareth that's the problem. And... It's turning out that maybe maybe he isn't the problem, and it was mismanagement all along. Um, and he was on fire on the weekend. I know it was Sheffield United. I think you got to caveat it with that. But not not everyone scores a hat trick in the Premier League, regardless of the opposition. So fair play to him, and I, I, what a time to be hitting form. Um, and and I yeah. think I think you're right. I think we you know I think if we're all being honest, we all doubted him, didn't we? Mm. Um, we we obviously all know the poly, the quality he he possesses. Um, but he he wasn't, you know. To me, he did look disinterested for for probably eighteen months. Uh, he did look as if he'd had enough for the game, and he'd he'd sort of hinted at that in a couple of interviews as well, hadn't he? Um, yeah. So you know, yeah. I think I think yeah. it was a combination of two. He was definitely mismanaged. There's mm. no, you know, him falling out with Zidane hasn't helped him in the last couple of years. Uh, Mourinho. Um, you know, he, he didn't utilise him well at all. Um, and and now he's got a, a manager who, who, you know, how how long he's going to be in charge, I don't know, but um, certainly till the end of the season. And he seems to be playing his best football again, doesn't he? The mm. thing is about Bale, he, yeah. he he's not going to be, uh, you know, going going on these massive lung-busting runs down the wing anymore. It's not going to happen. But he's still got that quality in the final third, whether it be a top-quality cross to Kane or Son or whoever, or just just his finishing is still top-notch, isn't it? Yeah, you give him half a chance and he's he, he's going to take it nine times out of ten, isn't he? Yeah. It, when he's you know when he's confident, like hopefully he is going now into the Euros. But again, it's another big summer for him. You know, he's he's in his thirties now and he's going to be going back to Real Madrid. It doesn't look like Zidane's going to be leaving, so. It's going to be another summer of, you know, where does Gareth Bale go? So, hopefully, he has a good Euros and, um, you know, that that may help things. But obviously, his agent doesn't seem like the easiest bloke to deal with. Um, no. <laughs> so, um, who knows where that, how that's going to end up for, for, for him. But when he's on form like that and you see the form of other players, uh, Kiefer Moore, obviously Harry Wilson, uh, Connor Roberts... Um, and you add in sort of that youthful energy of like Nico Williams and Ethan Ampadu. Um, how realistically, uh, Kaus, where do you expect, how do you expect us to do in the Euros? I think we'll get out the group. I really do. I know it's a tough group. Mm. I think we'll get out the group. I don't think we'll go much further than that. Um, I think obviously having, having an inexperienced manager uh isn't great as as well as he's done. I think he's done probably as well as anyone could have done really so far. But um, yeah, I I think perhaps we'll get out the group, but we'll we'll probably uh, we'll probably go out in the next round. I think um, it's it's tough to call, isn't it? I, I think we, we're always certainly the last sort of ten years we've we've been spoiled really, but we've always still had that 
ability to uh, to have a shocking game mm. as well. Um, and, and perhaps in in you know when you look at the Euros, we were poor against England. We were poor against Northern Ireland, but we had that incredible team spirit, which meant that we didn't actually have to play that well uh, to to win. Um, you know, but now, I, I, you know, I don't know against these top sides. Have have we got that amazing team spirit that we did in 2016? Yeah, I think it's a good team spirit. I think, um, you know, and I think we've got probably more talented players now than we did then. But yeah, um, we had really good leaders, didn't we? We had really good leaders, didn't we? we last we time we did, you know? we did, and we we don't have that anymore, do we, Lilo? No, no, no. I think we should be happy if we get out of the group, to be honest. Yeah, I think absolutely. Be a good Euros. I think, obviously, it's easier to get out of the group than it ever has been with that third spot. I think sometimes a win is only going to be enough to get out. Um, really, on paper, I don't actually know who that win could come against because Turkey are obviously really good. The Swiss are horrifically organised, in, in a good way, horrifically. Um, <laughs> not very nice to play against, basically. Um and we're not very good against sides like that. We've never been great against breaking down teams who sort of sit yeah. in and um, yeah. and then obviously Italy in Rome in front of 25% crowd, which will probably be all Italians. <laughs> it's not going to be easy, is it? So <laughs> no. I think getting out of... It's definitely... It's a way harder group than we had in 2016. Really, really hard. Um, you know, because Russia were the whipping boys in the end. They were absolutely pants. Slovakia, uh, yeah. you know, they... They're a fair to Midland side at best, um, and obviously England are England, but yeah, it's a tough group. Um, I think if we get out, then it's then it's a lottery because you never know how the draw. I mean, the draw opened up for us really, didn't it? In in um, in France, because yeah. obviously we had a, quite a an easy draw. Sorry, Northern Ireland in 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 the, in the round of sixteen, and then we had. Obviously, Belgium in the quarterfinals, who we were very much their bogey team. But like, like you said, uh, Gareth, I don't know. We haven't got that leader, that that sort of mentality. I think that we had in twenty sixteen to really grind out those special wins. Like, I don't think we can we can garner that team spirit, and especially with no no fans in the ground to really like make those historic sort of wins happen. Um, I just like you said. I think we got more quality, but they. I think the 2016 team definitely had more grit. There was more experience, so more streetwise as well in a way. Yeah, just knew like knew how to get results, like you're saying, basically, isn't it? And Ashley Williams was a brilliant leader, wasn't he? Let's mm. be honest. And, and Joe Ledley even in yeah. the middle. I think we miss it. I think someone like Joe Ledley. I think Joe Roden, I think in time will be as good as Ashley Williams, if not better, especially as a footballer. Yeah, it's going to be I think a our really... best chance. For a win is Turkey, even though Turkey are really on a good form, aren't they? And really good side. Like you say, the way they play, they more attacking, aren't they, than Switzerland? Mm, I think Switzerland yeah. will dig in. It'll be 1 0 one way, won't it, against Switzerland? Yeah, is my definitely. personal view. Turkey could be a really open game, you never know. Uh, the mm. way they play, they seem to score lots of goals, but they did. Cons- I can't remember who. I think, I think they, they lost 3 2 or 3 all. It was recently. So that could be our chance if we could beat them. But that Switzerland first game, like like the last Euros, that first game is massive, isn't it? You yeah. Know, we beat Slovakia. The, it, not the pressure was off, but we had three points in the bag. Mm. We knew then you'll need a point really against any of the yeah. teams. You'll be through. Yeah. So I think if that Switzerland game is massive either way. Personally, I think if uh, if the Italy game was at a neutral venue, I think that would probably represent our best chance of a win. To be honest. Mm. Um, but. 
yeah, with it being in Italy, like you say, 25% crowd. I mean, you know, the, those Italian mm. fans, they're going to be uh, very hostile, aren't they? Even, even with a quarter of the ground full, mm. it's still going to be hostile. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's going to be very tough to go there and get anything. Uh, I think would you I'd rather would you on. rather play Italy? You know, we're playing Italy the last game, aren't we? Would you rather play them when they've won their both games? They're basically they're through, or would you rather that they're kind of struggling? That's a good and point. They they yeah. need a win. I've not thought of that. Through. I've not thought of that. That could, that could be, make yeah. a big difference, couldn't it? Really? Because mm. because teams do tend to rotate. Like England did it, didn't they? To in yeah. that um, they played Slovakia, didn't they? And they'd rotated yeah. and didn't get the draw, and then end up finishing. Oh, I think they only drew, <laughs> yeah. didn't they? End up finishing yeah. second in the group. Yeah. So that's 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 something I've not thought about. So that's yeah. that's yeah. I I a bit yeah. more confident now after sort of speaking about it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm not. I'm the other way. I think <laughs> when when you when you when you put when you talk when you talk about these three sides that we're going to be up against, we've uh, we've really got work to do, haven't we? Yeah, let's I mean, honest, could... at least we're not talking about Bobby Gould golden days are we yeah, let's be honest yes yeah. we're actually yeah. in the tournament which is half the battle <laughs> I, mean, I mean yeah that, that, that would make us feel better let's talk about Bobby Gould for half an hour that'd be good <laughs> so once again we're joined by our special guest uh, Agent Phillips Agent Phillips what's been happening in your world this week Prandar Brian you alright yeah not too bad thanks how are you yeah, good. Uh, I've just been uh, deep in talks with... Uh, I- I've been putting clips of my players on Twitter this week. I don't know how many people use Twitter. It's relatively new to me. But, uh, yeah, Finton McKenna is one player that I've been in deep in talks with. He's a, he's a good winger. He's really fast. He's, he's in trouble for something he did in the Republic. He's on Interpol's list. So if we can keep it on the down low, you can get a good winger for your club uh, when... When the season starts again, I don't know when that's going to be. Next year, when is it, <laughs> Brian? You know these things. I, I I can I can comment on what the FAW have planned for the season next season. Um, but uh, any, uh, what's his background? Who's he been playing for? Uh, the I I no, um, not the uh, no. <laughs> who else? Uh, who else have we got there? Who's laughing there? Is that oh, the Welsh sorry. Alan Kirbishley, Tommy Kaus? Yes, yes, Tommy Kaus is here. How are you doing, uh, Mr. Phillips? Are you okay? L- yeah, a bit worse for speaking to you, but yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. No, I, I've seen uh, I've seen a bit of Finton McKenna. Let me tell you, if I was still involved in Welsh football, I'd be looking to sign him straight away. Well, it's a good job you're not, isn't it? Because he's yeah, terrible. It is. It is a good job I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and also, I've got a goalkeeper. Well, I saw Pradhach this morning. Uh, Pradhach McPhee. He um, he he actually runs a burger van at the moment. And uh, I had a bit of a uh, heavy weekend, you know, bank holiday, and uh, you know. Local hostilities open, and I went to see him for a burger. And he claims his back—he's over his back spasms, so he reckons he'll give it another go. Uh, he'll give football another go. He used to play for Reading, but you know that was in 1995. But you know he seems to be in shape. He has only put three and a half stone on, so you know good, solid, dependable goalkeeper. Forty-three. What's he like with uh, his feet? Can he sort of play in the sweeper keeper role? Well, he can stand on them, which is a bonus. <laughs> But no, I don't. I can kick a ball a mile, but I, I wouldn't. Not only out of his hands, and also I don't think he's kicked a football or called a football in about twenty-five years. But he wants to give it another go. So you know, anyone looking for a goalkeeper, there's a burger van on the A55. Go and talk to Prather McPhee. I mean, yeah. I, I, I just, I, it just seems a bit strange. Why? Why has he? Uh, why has he asked? 
for your services because don't you only deal with players with a criminal record? That was my understanding. Well, we don't ask where he gets his burgers from, Tom, but, you know, uh, there's probably something suspicious going on there. But I, I haven't had many dealings with North Wales Police. David Powis are hot on my heels, let's put it like that. But, you know, I've I've managed to evade them up till now, so we're doing all right. But, yeah, no doubt North Wales Police will be knocking on my door before long, especially talking to you, crooks. <laughs> Who else is there laughing? Is that Gerwin? Gerwin from the famous Sansanan team of the 2000s? <laughs> Yeah, are you? that's me, Gareth. Gareth Hiya, Gareth. Yes. Hiya, Gerwin. You're right. Are you, uh, are you still uh, playing football, Gerwin? No, happily retired now. Well, if you're looking for a club, you know we'll 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 make a deal. The leg breaker they used to talk to, they used to call you, isn't it? Yeah. Can you get me a good deal, Drakkar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plenty of t- uh, clubs. If, are you willing to travel down south for cash? Depends how much cash, I guess. Right, we better not talk about this. Uh, uh, you know, or North Wales Police will be ringing me. Any rumours? No, I've lost the rumours. They, uh, they've been lost in a fire. <laughs> and the, the old uh, Cavalier that I was driving <laughs> spontaneously combusted, actually. But uh, nothing to do with any sort of insurance claim. But, yeah, uh, my files and my rumours were in there. So no rumours apart from Tommy Kaus uh, is untouchable in Welsh football. That's the only rumour I've got for you. Stop using the red diesel in the Cavalier. <laughs> it's, not, it's not the red diesel that's the problem, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's the the red. I'm in the red of a bank account. Got to make some cash quick. Okay. Last week you promised me anonym anonymity. Well, how do you say that word? Gerwin, you're a teacher, and you're some sort of man, an educated man. Some, not... some sort of man. <laughs> Anonymity, that one. Well, if I, if they find out who Agent Phillips is, I'm in trouble. The FAW are after me. Gonna, sorry, uh, Agent Phillips. I can't uh, get it. I have to go into these grounds heavily disguised, mate. It's, it's serious what I've done, but I can't discuss it here. You think that Dover Powers Police will be the least of my worries? <laughs> Interpol on your he- heels, FBI, CIA. Yeah, LAPD. The Met Police Special Branch. Garda. I was looking through. Uh, I was looking through David Powers's uh, accounts last week, and seventy-five percent of their budget is spent on shaving you. I believe is that true? Well, yeah. Look, so, uh, that shows how bad they are. Isn't it? They can't catch me driving a nineteen ninety-six Vauxhall Cavalier. <laughs> So, yeah, but it's probably true, but Tom, let's talk. How did you get hold of those accounts? Uh, I need to find out, well, how many, uh, yeah, anyway, we'll talk about that off camera. I, oh, is this filmed? Funnily, is this filmed? This, this, this is, no, this is recorded, but I, uh, funnily enough, I, uh, I, I found them um, found them in the boots of an old uh, Vauxhall Cavalier on fire that I saw on the A40. <laughs> oh, I've got to do some more marketing, Brian, and I need to get my face out there. So can I sponsor your wrong end of the week, please? Well, uh, I mean, if you slip me another brown envelope, then uh, I'm sure we can come to some some kind of arrangement. We both know I don't use PayPal, pal. <laughs> well, it'll be my honour and privilege to uh, to have you sponsor uh, Wrong of the Week. A wrong and like yourself, um, it would only be right. It's been a pleasure, Agent Phillips. We'll speak to you again soon. Yeah, see you, mate. Ta-ra! And now it's time for Wrong Another Week. This week, sponsored by Agent Phillips. Thank you, Agent Phillips, um, 
for for the sponsorship is very much appreciated. So every week on the podcast, we nominate three wrongens from the previous week, and uh, you vote on Twitter to decide who becomes wrongen of the week. So we've got the results from last week. It ended up being a bit of a whitewash. Um, in third place uh, was Rodri's um, uh, choice of Channel Five. Uh, I think I think everyone's apathy towards Channel Five shown shone through there with a ten percent um, <laughs> vote rate. Um, America a thirteen percent. Unfortunately, we obviously didn't reach uh, Iranian Twitter um, or, or Russian Twitter to really garner the votes there. Um, a poor showing from America. Uh, and the winner uh, was 77% of the vote. Tommy Kaus, your man, Sir Tom Jones. How are you feeling? Yeah. I'm uh, I'm very happy to have the backing of the uh, the general public there on that one. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, he's, he's an awful, awful man. Um, and, uh, and I think the results of the poll have, uh, have shown that, haven't they? Yeah, fair play. Right, so as the winner, uh, you get to nominate first this week, uh, Kaus. Uh, who are you going for? Right, okay, from one villain to another, I suppose. Um, this week, I've gone for uh, Mr. Graham Souness. Okay. Um, and uh, the reasoning behind that is a bit of a latecomer, I suppose. It was, uh, it was yesterday, really, that tipped the balance for me. Um, he was talking about, uh, obviously, the Man United fans... Uh, Invading the the Old Trafford pitch and uh, and the ground and what have you, um, and he just just coming out with a load of nonsense, basically backing the Glazers. Um, I mean, this guy's got form for uh, backing uh, people like that ultra capitalists. He's been pictured numerous times with Thatcher. Um, so, yeah, and and he said that there was there was one there was one quote from him as well. Uh, could have um, I could have been killed by by a can of beer that was thrown at him. Could have been killed. This is a man. This is a man who, who planted a Galatasaray flag in the middle of a of the Fenerbahce pitch. Um, he broke numerous people's legs with horrendous tackles, and he's complaining about someone throwing a can of beer at him that could have killed him. Um, so I think he needs to have a look at himself. Uh, basically, um, yeah. And I, I've never liked him because he's uh, you know he's a Rangers man as well. So uh, yeah, Graham Souness is my nomination for the week. I think that's a, uh, a, a a very good pick. I didn't realise he was uh, pals with Thatcher. I think uh, that's yeah, that's news big, to me. Um, let's sh- put put it down. Big pals as well. Big <laughs> pals. <with Thatcher. laughs> no no libel there, is there, Kaus? I'm not gonna, not, not going to be expecting a knock on the so. door no, from. Well, the pictures are there online to to prove it. So you know, thankfully, uh, I've covered my ass with this one. Good stuff. Right then, as the guest guest, um, who are you going for? Right, um, I'm going for Richard Zukareski of the uh, leader of the, uh, the Polish the Welsh Assembly Party, or Very worthy. really the name is Abolish Wales because they just want to get rid of anything Welsh and basically make us Greater England. So can't be doing with them at all, really. Yeah, I I think that's a very I mean, take your pick on it on Thursday um, Thursday night at the. Uh, at the um, the debate, the leaders' debate. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, it was. Uh, I think obviously we've got to give the shout out to Andrew R T Davis, uh, Robot Potato. Um, as <laughs> yeah. Rodri isn't here, um, as as a as an honourable mention, um, 
he will he will do something utterly ridiculous at some point and no doubt be ben, uh, uh, nominated. So that one's for you, that, Rodri, wherever you may be. Uh, maybe it was maybe thing. it was maybe it was him at the door and <laughs> who knows with with a, with a libel notice. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, he. he uh, I, I think the good thing about Andrew R T Davis is that even though he hasn't been nominated yet, you can be sure that he's done plenty of bad things in the previous week and he will again this week. Mm. So he's always a safe bet to give an honourable mention to, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, going back to uh, Richard Richard Zugaretsky. Yeah, yeah. Can we can we ask uh, Gareth for another pronunciation of that? That was that was excellent. <laughs> Go for it. Richard Zugaretsky. That's outstanding. I mean, I the whole... I better get it right because you know we can't have people <laughs> complaining about people not pronouncing Welsh yeah. names or you know or with that if we're going to have it not yeah, yeah, not be able to pronounce absolutely. his name correctly. <laughs> well, <laughs> the the. The fact they were on, or he was representing a party which has has never won an elected seat in the Welsh Parliament. The only seats they've got are from defectors, um, from other uh, right wing parties. How they were on the main debate is just mind blowing. What were the BBC thinking? What on what grounds could they stand up there? Yeah. I mean, even the Lib Dems is a stretch, but at least they've got to sit in a uh, MS. <laughs> yeah. You know exactly, yeah. No, it's just, absolutely, I just... I, it's it's just, it's an absolute disgrace that they've uh, they they knew they know how passionately people feel about uh, about their views. Obviously, passionately in in a bad sense. Mm. Um, and and I think they knew that uh, the ratings would go up, knowing that they'd be on there. But if if they're going to be on there, then ha- as someone said, I saw someone say, well, why not have um more than one in pro independence party what about mm. you know i i'm not i'm not a lover of uh, propel or glad but if if you're going to put abolish on there then surely in the interest of fairness there yep. should have been more than one pro independence party but they didn't even have either of them on the second debate either they only had ukip uh, reform and the green party and i just it was mind blowing the decision making there yeah. um to even include them and i mean he's made a bit of a tit himself a tit of himself last week, him and Mark Reckless, didn't they? I think they both got shown up in interviews and there's that great clip of, um, of uh, I think it was uh, on BBC, of them of asking uh, Zugaretsky, um, you know, do you see Wales as a country? Well, a country to which he says yeah. yes. And he says, what, what other country in the world doesn't have its own parliament? Um, yeah. I haven't seen the full clip. Obviously, it does cut off at a um, yeah. context is everything. But... Um, yeah, and then Mark Reckless as well, you know, couldn't answer the question of of whether he thought the people of Wales um, could govern themselves. So they're just making twats of themselves. But the worst thing is they're going to garner some sort of reaction, um, they and they may they may get seats on the list vote, which is frightening that people in Wales can think like that. Yeah, yeah, and, and let, let's let's be honest as well. Let's be honest. You know, I think we've got a um, a thing whereby sometimes we say, "Oh, it'll be English people who've moved here." Mm. Let's be clear about it. There are Welsh people Absolutely. who will vote for these people. We mm-hmm. can't blame it on the English. It's there are Welsh people who will vote for these absolute head cases. Mm. So you know, let's let's not yeah. be uh, be anti-English about it, and let's be no, fair no, and yeah. say there's there's Welsh people with their heads in the sand. Mm. I think no, there's, crazy is, though, isn't it? It is absurd. But, less, but yeah, I was just gonna say, you know. Which, where, where else in the world would you have people wanting less control, less powers for your own country? It's just crazy, yeah. isn't it? 
I mean, crazy. the question was asked, which, and he bottled it a bit of, you know, if he didn't believe in the, the they call it the, the gravy train in Cardiff Bay and all that stuff, you know, that he wouldn't take the, why why would he be, yeah, take be taking the seats, yeah. the, the seats and the, um, and the money, um, you know, like look at Sinn Féin, they, they don't take their seats, do they? they stand by their, their beliefs when they get elected and they don't take their seats or the, or the salary. So, you know, they, they're just chances. Yeah. You know, the, all yeah, these people... these lads haven't got any principles, have they? Left no, and, no. you know, this probably won't work out now and they may get one or two seats and then in the next couple of years there'll be a new campaign for, you know, someone or other. Now Brexit's done, this is their new thing and, you know, when they realise that they're probably going to get nowhere with this, there'll be another thing they'll jump on. And the likelihood is by the next election, if any of them are still representing Abolish, you know, it's, look at... The, I mean... I think UKIP started with seven eight, uh, MSs, and I think there's one left, which is Neil Hamilton, um, which doesn't say a lot about them. So, yeah, absolutely fuck them into the ground. Um, Neil, Neil Hamilton's like a piece of shit you can't flush away, isn't he? Uh, honestly, he, he looks more racist every time I see him. He popped yeah. up and he had that little moustache and that awful... He looked like like a pound shop Enoch Powell or someone. <laughs> and he, he always uh, he always broadcasts from that little uh, like nuclear bunker. Yeah. <laughs> with like a, 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 ma- a map a map in the back with like a pin on like Denby or, or like <laughs> Bonds or something. So uh, my nomination this week, um, I've contemplated a few um, a few options. Um, I really debated the wind the other day. Uh, I was walking home from work and I realised that the wind's a fucking nightmare and I hate it. So uh, I had a really good long hard think about putting wind in, um, but uh, alas, I didn't. Um, but I did settle on, it's probably easy pickings, I'm surprised neither of you did it, but I'm going for uh, the panel on of I got, Have I Got News For You from earlier this week. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. I don't usually get involved with... Um, idiots slagging off the Welsh language um, because it happens so often I just think it's almost w- not worth the the the, the energy um, to attack them I think um, you know just using the Welsh language more and, 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 and more people learning it I think that's the way to fight it and just normalising it as such yeah. but I watched and I, I didn't I don't usually go into the clips as such and really sort of take notice of them but I did have a little look at the clip and it was so infuriating. No other language on earth would be held in such regard and made made such a joke out of. Yeah, and completely agree. It, it like it blows my mind, and it's just the the arrogance of of uh, that sort of English elite. And I saw someone bring up. Um, I'm going to sound like a broken record here about Everest. I, I'm not an Everest. Um, Geek, by the way, I've just watched one documentary. <laughs> an, an, an Everest obsessive. Yeah, um, Anorak Everest. It's a colonial name, really, and it was named by actually by a Welsh bloke. Um, I think the the, the locals call it uh, Chomalungma. Um, I did unfortunately have to Google that because I didn't know. Uh, I knew it was renamed. And while googling it, I have noticed that on Google reviews, Mount Everest has got one star. It's really frustrating um, that we can't use our our Welsh language names or traditional names for for places like you know mountains and lakes um, and even towns and cities um, you know they're constantly 
anglicised. I drove from yeah. um, from from Cardiff to North Wales this week, and you go through, you know, on the A470. I'm sure you both know the the route very well. You go through so many villages and towns that just have ridiculously unnecessary English translations. Like, yeah. Yeah. that's what wound me up about this. You know, they said, oh, they, they want to change the name. No, we're not changing the name to Urwidva. That's no, what it's you, been you, called. You changed the name. Yeah. You yes. changed the name because you want it to be your playground. That's what happened. Yeah. yeah. They're it, it, changing the narrative, aren't they? And they're making it out like that Welsh is being forced or, you know, being put yeah. back on people when, no, it's just always been there. <laughs> Yeah, and and you know Welsh Welsh people are Welsh people are so nice that they go, oh no, actually, you know, let's no, let's just call it the English name. It's easier for everyone. Well, it's mm. not, is it? We we need to start digging our heels in, and uh, you know, and, and being a bit more not militant, but um, you know, pl- place names, you know, just not be a doormat the, about it, is it? Yeah, you know, exactly, let, let, let exactly. it all yeah. just let it happen. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. even difficult to say. You know, no. a wither. It's not hard. It's like a like Shintegid in Bala. Yeah. It's for some reason now it's known to everyone who's not Welsh as Bala Lake. Yeah. It's never been called it's never been called Bala Lake. It's never been called that. It's Shintegid. Now if you can't say Tegid, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Even if you said Tegid Lake, it would be a start. Yeah. But Bala, Bala <laughs> yeah, Lake. Yeah, I I it's just it's mind blowing the sort of the arrogance and the ignorance. It's ignorance more than anything, isn't it? I think um, towards the language, um, I'm still a mate. I mean, you look at Ireland and the struggles they've had with their language. I think it's all credit to the to two Welsh people that we still have such a a huge um, the language still has such a presence in this country. Yeah. Um, but we just got to be careful. I think you know that Snowden, for God's sake, it 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 translates to mountain with snow, pretty much. You know, it's lazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, and some, some, of the, some of the actual Welsh names, especially in Aruri, uh some of the Welsh names there, and they're so meaningful. And it, mm. they're so, you know, there's such a story behind a lot of these names. It's, it's fascinating. And yet, you know, they, they just want to come here and, and just call it something like, you know, Big Hill. Mm. You know, stuff like that, and it's just you know. It's There's just a beyond. great uh, Owen, um, uh, yes. uh piece, isn't there? I think it was on BBC a few years ago about you know reclaiming um, place names and, and and names of of uh, sort of our land, our, our natural landmarks. Yeah, yeah. I th- I just think, but the best way to fight, like I said, I don't like usually giving that sort yeah. of thing energy. But the best way to fight back is not even fight back as such, but just to you know to just. Not ignore it, but don't give them too much energy. Although I have nominated them, you know, to be to be this week's wrong of the week, um, and just be um, active, actively, you know, use Welsh words um, where you can. You know, Diolch that sort of you know little stuff helps, regardless if if you if you're fluent or not. Um, yeah. And just take a, take a minute to learn a, a few phrases and stuff, and and just you don't need to learn Welsh. But I just think you know, just don't be afraid of it. Um, yeah. I think that's that's key. Um, you know, otherwise we're all gonna, you know, if abolish get their way, then uh, 
there will be no more Welsh language spoken anyway. So we've just got yeah, to be. It, it it feels it feels like as as a nation we're we're on a sort of um, it's almost like a watershed moment, isn't it? It's mm. almost like um, you know what what do we what do we want Wales to look like in ten years, twenty years time? Um, you know, like like you said there, you're quite right. It's it's not about forcing people to learn Welsh. That would that would be absolutely wrong. But to to just let's encourage people to use Welsh. Mm. Uh, you know, I myself, I I uh, I'm not a natural first language Welsh speaker. I've learned Welsh. Um, Gareth is is a natural uh, first language Welsh speaker. I think all your family speak Welsh, don't they, Gareth? Um, but yeah. you know, it's it's about encouraging people to want to learn Welsh, to want to learn about Welsh culture, and just embracing people who do actually show respect and, and a willingness to engage and to learn with the language, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Right, so that's uh, this week's Wrong of the Week. Uh, the poll will go up on Friday. Uh, you can uh, vote for either Graham Souness, uh, Kaus's vote, uh, Gerath's vote of... Can you nail the pronunciation for me one more time, please, uh, Gerath? Richard Zuccare. Oh, you oh, stumbled a bit there. <laughs> Richard Zukoreski. Brilliant, thank you. Or the panel of Have I Got News for You from this week. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be tight, I reckon. Between I, I think Graham Soonis might have uh, might might struggle this week, House. Um, yeah, being maybe. being the odd one out as not to have pissed off the Welsh population as such. Although <laughs> there is a large Man United element in the Welsh population, so who Very knows? True. Who knows? You can vote on Friday, and we'll announce the winner on next week's show. Right, next up is this week's Alternative Wales soundtrack. Uh, it's where one of us picks a track uh, from a Welsh artist or band. Uh, we'll have a little chat about it and hopefully um, you know, you're into it and you can discover your new uh, favourite Welsh uh, band or artist. So it's my pick this week. Um, I've picked uh, a band from um, Swansea uh, called Bandicoot and their track O Nevoid. Um uh, brackets uh, oh heavens so uh, here it is have a little listen and uh, we'll have a chat about it There we are. That was O Nevoid, open brackets, O Heavens, close brackets, uh, by Bandicoot. Um, I've been a big fan of Bandicoot for a while, actually. Um, I first saw them uh, at a, um, a Deed Music Cymru event in uh, 2020, just before the pandemic, one of the last bands I saw at Club Eva Bach. And um, I went on a whim. Uh, we, me and my mate were having a pint. We knew it was on. It was free entry, so we popped over and they absolutely blew me away um and i and it, they gave me hope for for welsh music and 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 they had a a great crowd there there was energy they were getting involved the crowd were and i thought you don't often see this at sort of grassroots level um especially in cardiff um and it really filled me with excitement and i went back and they just released this track uh which is an absolute belter um 
I love bilingual songs. Um, like Patio Song by Gorky's is one of my favourite, uh, and I and I just think it just normalises the the Welsh language. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm 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 so into it. They've released two new tracks since. Uh, I think they're building towards an album. They're on Libertino Records, which are an absolutely brilliant record label with some great bands on. Um, and yeah, I can't get enough of them. I think they're really really exciting. Um, Kaus, uh, what did you make of it? Yeah, I really liked it. Right, it's a really good track. Um... I, I think it's uh, it is a bit super furry animals ish, isn't it? It's mm. uh, I, I I like you said I really like the uh, the bilingual lyrics. Um, you know I think that just adds an extra dimension to it. Um, yeah, really liked it. Really good track that right up my street. Uh, Gareth, what do you what do you what do you make of it? Yeah, similar to you lads. I thought this is the first I've heard of this band. Um... I have to admit, but um, really enjoyed the, the tune, and you know, really the bilingual elements really worked really well on it. You know, it just felt really natural, didn't it? That's the mm. best thing about it. You know, it didn't feel like forced or anything like that. It just came through naturally, and yeah, really good tune. Yeah, I, I definitely. Uh, if you're listening, and obviously you two boys, check out um, their newer tracks. They got a song came out a few months ago called "Dark Too Long," and um, I think the lead singer um, or one of the the, the singers. Um, can play sax and there's like this breakdown at the end where he's playing sax and it's absolutely mental um really really good and they're really good live um so hopefully when things are back to normal um you know go out and see them because i think i think you're going to be hearing a lot more of them they seem to be really picking up steam and if you can pick up uh, pick up momentum in the panda in a pandemic where you can't go and watch live music then they must be doing something right i, uh, I noticed i did a bit of research after after listening to the track and, and like Gareth, i uh I hadn't heard of them before, but um, yeah, I'm definitely going to check out their stuff now. But it was interesting reading about them. Um, they're, they're Swansea lads, but they've um, they've moved to Cardiff. I feel from the outside looking in, I mean, I I only really come to Cardiff for the football matches. Mm. But there seems to be, obviously, you know, notwithstanding the pandemic, but there seems to be a really good burgeoning music uh, culture, certainly Welsh language music culture Absolutely. in Cardiff. Um, obviously, you'll know more about that than me, right? Um, I, I, th- I, I always notice on Twitter and stuff, good bands, good Welsh bands playing at uh, you know venues like Club Bivar. Um, you know, it does seem to be a, a really good scene down there. Yeah, I think um, I've been I've been going to gigs in Cardiff now for you know since I was sort of in, in, my, in my mid-teens, um, and you never saw Welsh language bands. I feel like you know it was very much on a need to know basis. Um, I was never aware of Welsh language bands. I never really gave them the time of day in my teenage years because I thought, oh, well, if I'm not going to understand the lyrics because I'm not a Welsh speaker, then sort of almost what's the point? Um, and then in the last three, four, maybe even five years, I think there's a real new crop of Welsh language bands who I'm sure will pop up uh, on this feature in the future. Um, and it's really exciting. And... The best part is now that you can go to a lot of gigs in Cardiff, or you could, and I'm assuming assuming will be the same. And there's mixed language bills, um, and there's different types of, you know, it's not just bands doing it. You know, there's electronic artists, and it's 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 for everyone. You know, in Wales, regardless of your background and stuff, um, and there's sort of no barriers to to Welsh language music. Um, and it's a really it's, exciting time, isn't it, for it, the Welsh language music? Yeah, it really scene, is. There's there's real um, diversity across in, in, of genre as well. You know, I think 
in the 90s when um i think well it was the, probably the last the last bit of like last great sort of cr- crop of welsh language artists um obviously there was you know plenty throughout the 2000s but i think it really had a mainstream surge obviously with the with the super furries and gorkies and stuff they were almost all of a similar ilk in terms of genre but yeah. You know, you can go and listen to like electronic music, sort of folk music. Uh, you know, indie rock and roll is even like heavy metal, probably. You know, bordering on. Um, yeah. So it, 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 take your pick, really. Um, and it's just something about listening to a song in Welsh um, that I wouldn't get from listening to a, a song in another language. Albeit, I don't always understand everything that's that's being said. It just just identity and i think that's what mu- that's important with music is finding identity in it i think that's why we all end up loving the bands we love because um you know we we sort of identify with the music or the or the band in a particular way and um after going to that um that show in cardiff uh, i saw them and i saw los blancos that night um and they were both absolutely phenomenal um yeah, and just sort of filled me with hope for the future and I, i'm really really looking forward to getting out there again and going to see these bands and discovering new bands um you know because there's young young welsh people who who use the language and and it's natural you know they I, i'm they're not sitting at home going oh maybe we should write some welsh language songs they're just writing music in in their, their language you know yeah, without it's, thinking it's all, twice it's organic isn't it it's absolutely um, you know and it's you know li- lyrically you can always sort of tell if uh, you know if an artist band whatever if they if they mean what they're saying or they're just saying things for you know um, whatever whatever reason they say it for. Mm. If it's if it's from the heart and they they they're writing their own songs and and it's in their own language. It's and you also know with Welsh music as well. It's they they don't sing in Welsh because they want to be commercially successful. Mm. That's another that's another value to Welsh music. Mm. Um, be, because you know still unfortunately at this moment. Um, it's it's an unfortunate fact that that Welsh language music isn't as commercially successful as English language music. So it, it just gives you that sense of um, it's authentic, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think you know these bands as well. A lot of them um, lean towards independence, and I think it works. You know, music and politics. You know, like football and politics have always crossed o- crossed over, and yeah. you know these young people are outspoken about these things and. Yeah, it's it's just a genuine, genuinely exciting time to be Welsh in this sort of alternative culture that we've got, and these bands are playing a massive part in it, and, and you know, and artists and stuff. So, yeah, I'm sure we'll 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 touch on a lot more of these of these bands going forward. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's this week's alternative Wales soundtrack, uh, Onervoid by Bandicoot. Uh, to finish off, we're going to play our usual game of play your caps, right? Uh, Tommy Kaus took the title last week on a tiebreaker by getting uh, the attendance of uh, the Wales-Estonia friendly in 2009 closest to the pin. Um, so the game is simple. Uh, I give you a Welsh player and the amount of caps they have, and then uh, each player will take it in turns to say uh, if they had higher or lower caps uh, than the player before them. Um Pretty simple stuff uh, and a lot of fun. So this week, as Gerlat is our guest, would you like to go first or second, Gerlat? I'll go first. Go first. He's going to start off well. Right, so we're going to start with Harry Wilson, Hatrick Hero. 
uh, this week. He's got 24 caps. So Gerard, has Connor Roberts got more or less caps than Harry Wilson? Ooh, good one. Um, I'm going to go with less. Oh, he's off to a bad start. He's got oh, one more cap. Joking? 25 wow. caps Connor Roberts has got. Um, I'd, have I, gone le- I'd have gone less there as well. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty much played every game under Giggs. Yeah, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But that's 25 games. It feels like it hasn't wow. been that long since he... I mean, it was only 2018 he made his debut. So... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's yeah. definitely uh, it's the best way to be uh, a Welsh record cap holder. I think is to play right back. <laughs> yeah, I think I think yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely the way the way he's going. He's going to be hitting a hundred. Uh, yeah, I mean he's done that in, in, three, in three or four years. years. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and he hasn't played in a tournament yet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right then. So from Connor Roberts at twenty five, uh, Tommy, you've got Kenny Jacket. Oh, more baby. or less. Oh. Oh, Christ, that's so This is a shot in the dark. I'm going to go more. Correct. Yes, 1 0. Kenny Jacket had 31 caps for yeah. Wales. Yeah. Um, and hopefully will never manage us, as his name is usually mentioned. And I hope he never manages us. No <laughs> offense, Kenny. I'm sure you're a lovely bloke. We've passed those times, haven't we? Never quite got the Welsh accents, really, has he? <laughs> right. Uh, Gerard from Kenny Jacket to Wales women's goalkeeper Laura O'Sullivan. Has she got more or less caps than Kenny Jacket? Uh, oh, I'm going to go for more. You're right. 35 caps, four more than Kenny. So, uh, am, boy. one apiece at the moment. Uh, Kaus, has Nathan Blake got more or less caps than Laura O'Sullivan? Mm. <laughs> I mean, he, he was only a regular for about two years, really, wasn't he? Uh, turn of the century sort of time. Otherwise, he was always sort of playing second fiddle to Hartson or, or whoever else. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go less. You are right. Twenty nine caps, so not a bad little uh, return. But like you said, never really held down a place in the squad. No. Um, Gerard from Nathan Blake. To Kit Simons, Kit Simons more or less caps. Oh, I thought Kit Simons played quite a few times for Wales, but yeah, mm. he was in a team around with Page and them and Coleman. Uh, I'm gonna go more. I think more. Yeah, you'd be right. Thirty-seven caps, eight yeah. more than Nathan Blake. Right then, Kaus, you've got Wales striker. Um, Kaylee Green has Kaylee Green got more or less caps than Kit Simons Kaylee Green evening Kaylee um, let's go uh, let's go less I think incorrect she's got 42 oh. caps she's been a bit no. of a she's been ever present in the Wales women's squad over the last few years scoring some important goals right so it's two apiece after three uh, guesses each two more to go each um, so Kaylee Green had 42 caps Gerald did Alan Curtis have more or less top bloke Alan but did he have yeah. a lot of caps big, big player did he have a lot of caps mm. Ooh, I'm going to go for less you're right he had 35 caps oh. so, 3-2 three, three, right Kaus 
Pressure's on now. Pressure's Gotta keep on it up. Yeah. Right. Did Alan Caps had Alan Curtis had thirty five caps. Did Jason Kumas have more or less? Oh I mean, there was a period where Jason Kumas was probably our best player for about mm. two years. Um but it but he did he missed a lot of squads and stuff, didn't he? Uh, it's gonna be close. It, well it obviously it's gonna be close. But yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> What did you say, right? Thirty-five was it? Thirty-five for Curtis. Uh, it's there's not going to be much in this. I'm going to go more. Oh no, no, he didn't. He had thirty-four caps, only one less than Curtis. Oh, right. So to win it, Gareth, to win it, did Andrew Crofts have more or less caps for Wales than Jason Kumas. A Norwich City player A Norwich well. City player. Oh, of course. Oh, no. I didn't even realise. He's oh, ex-Wrexham, no. though, isn't he? Ex-Wrexham as well, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, God. He did have a good run in the side for a while. How many caps was... Kumas 34. had 34. Kumas 34. Oh, I, I, I don't think he had 34. Oh, I'm going to go for more. Oh, no. He's made it interesting. Oh, I can't believe he went for more. Andrew Crofts had 29 caps. Oh, five less no. than Jason Kumas. You I were do... literally just about to say less. <laughs> I, know as well. I talked myself out of it, didn't I? Oh, no. I still think he's got one of my favourite ever uh, chants. The, uh, he's played football for so many years and he's never ever had a song. So we've got Andrew Crofts. We've got Andrew Crofts. <laughs> what a chant. Bulgaria Bulgaria Fantastic. away. That would have been yeah. 20, 2011, I think it might have been, Bulgaria yeah, away. Yeah. We chanted that for hours that night. Ridiculous yeah. chant. Um, Absolutely ridiculous. But uh, yeah, it's one of those chants that happen at Wales away. And then, yeah. And then, and then you come back to a home game. You try, you and, try and get it, it going and but, no but one has a there clue. Was, there was only 200 people in yeah. Bulgaria. So, yeah. <laughs> to level it up to take it to another tiebreaker. Oh. Tommy Kaus, did James Chester have more or less caps than Andrew Crofts? Has to be more. Is that your final answer? <laughs> oh, yes, it is. You would be correct. James yes. Chester had 35 caps in the end. There you go. Um, it doesn't look like you'll get any more, but we're going to a tiebreaker. We're going to a tiebreaker. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to pick a game on um, Welsh football history, and uh, both of you are going to have a have a go at getting the attendance right. So I've picked a game I remember going to. I don't really remember it well, uh, as it was an absolute shit game. Um, but I'm taking you back to the sixth of October, two thousand and one. Uh, it was a pretty bland qualifying campaign uh, for South Korea and Japan World Cup. And it was Wales won Belarus nil at the Millennium Stadium. So, Gerat, as you went first in the game, I'd like yeah. to have your pick. Oh, God. Belarus won. Yeah. Is, is it about the time where we had good crowds or bad crowds at the Millennium Stadium? I think it's not going to be a great crowd. Uh, I think I'm going to go for 20,000. 20,000. All right, Kaus, what are you going for? Right. Um, yeah, I, um, I, I I suspect, yeah, th this was this was uh, the period where Mark Hughes had, uh, 
had not long took over and we were going through a really bad period. I think we lost something like 14 games in a row. Or, mm. or, or we didn't win in 14 games or something like that. Um, so it's it's going to be poor. It was just before the crowd started going um, through the roof. So I'm going to go 17,000. Kaus, you take it again. But you both yes. weren't that close. It was only 12,000 there that 12, day. 12,000. Oh, really? But, uh, and yeah. I don't know if it was his debut, but he must have only been about 14. But Alexander Schleb came off the bench for Belarus. Oh, and I'm go. pretty sure he was in the squad for the last time Wales played Belarus in 2019. So, some career. Some 18 year career, at least. Yeah. So, uh, congratulations, Kaus. You've made, definitely made up for you for the first week. Um, Thank you very much. I, uh, I, I think we should just have an attendance-based game. Just, <laughs> just forget everything else. Yeah, yeah no, fair play. It was a, a competitive, at least. Um, uh, at least it wasn't. Um, I had my chance with the Andrew Crofts one, didn't I? Yeah, I, you oh, really bottled you that one. You bollock. And you, you literally, it was on the cusp. You were on the cusp of saying less. That was, your Paul, that was your Paul Bowden moment there. You Paul Bowden. Who was, yeah. Yeah. You, you cannot give me second chances in this game, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> right, so wrap it up. Clinical. <laughs> clinical. Clinical. Clinical capping. <laughs> right. Right, to round, it, to round it off, we've got a few uh, Twitter questions. Uh, Nathan, again, coming up with the goods. Uh, we've got, which uh, past Wales game could you use uh, to best describe the letdown of the Line of Duty finale? Uh, are we watchers of Line of Duty, boys? I, I certainly am. Well, I'm glad you are right. I've never seen an episode. I know it's uh, people rave about it, and I feel uh, I was late to the uh, Game of Thrones bandwagon as well. So oh, I've never done the Game yeah. of Thrones bandwagon. Um, oh, that's oh. that's absolutely amazing. But yeah, I I I don't know anything about Line of Duty. Sorry. Get that to you. Uh, you, uh, no. you watch it? Uh, no, with a young young boy now, and it's after nine. I don't get to see. So Fair I'm enough. Line of Duty's on after nine o'clock. It is indeed. Well, I watched it and it was absolutely uh, drivel in the end. Uh, I felt empty afterwards. Um, I just wanted to feel something last night. That's all I wanted to do. And I went to bed empty. Um, so oh, that could have been a good shout for wrong another week. And it, anyway, never mind. Uh, <laughs> um, but I think the best way to describe it would, is very much like that Republic of Ireland game at the end of the 2018 uh, campaign. Oh. You had all that hope. It started really well, and we playing quite well. And then Joe Allen got bloody knocked out by, uh, what, scissored by whatever. Who was it? Da- uh, David Mailer, was, was it? it? James- oh, and James yeah, Wick- It was like double teamed, wasn't he? Yeah, was anyway, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it just got worse and worse again. And every time we thought something was going to happen... Um, it just didn't, um, and Aaron Ramsey was blasting free kicks over from, you know, twenty yards, uh, eight minutes before the end of time or whatever it was. So I think that, that I think, I'm gonna. I think that was it, and I just felt the same that 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 uh, that day. Um, it was so much hope, and that anthem as well at the start, and it was such a. Yeah. I was so up for it, and I thought we can't lose this, and we did. So uh, yeah, was, uh, Nathan, was... I hope you agree with that one because that was uh, that's the first one that came to my mind anyway. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about disappointments, that was the ultimate disappointment mm. in that game, wasn't it? I mean, we could go on. We could have a whole episode on disappointment. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, anyway. of course we could. Um, but it, it but that was the first that came to mind, mainly because it was your the most dis- recent one. Your description was very much like my feeling after the Russia game as well. To oh, I was just going to say, Lionel, absolutely with you on that one. I, yeah. I think right, maybe Rye's a bit young for that one. I, I, was, know, I, was, I remember going, I was seven years old, so it didn't yeah. really hit me. Um, no. Uh, but... 
uh, yeah, I, I, I can remember everyone else's disappointment that day. And I'd actually qualified to um I'd qualified to take part in a in an inter school quiz. Um and I remember being absolutely gutted that I had to decide between um the playoff and the quiz. I decided on the playoff uh, because um I obviously was uh, a mug for football then as I still am now. Um <laughs> and yeah, it was one of my first uh first experiences of, of a real disappointment. Um so yeah. yeah, I hope no seven-year-olds oh. um, uh, watched Line of Duty and uh, felt the same disappointment as I did that night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we've got another one from uh, Spirit of Fifty Eight mogul Tim Williams, who's asking if someone can put a plane on uh, and take us to Baku direct. Uh, to which actually uh, Agent Phillips has replied, um, "Yes, Tim. Agent Phillips has a pilot ready to go. Just need to find a plane." Um, so I don't really know what to make of that, um, but. Yeah, if anyone's I, I, out I, I, suspe- I suspect uh, Mr. Phillips is attaching wings to his Vauxhall Cavalier <laughs> as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, uh, but if there is anyone out there who has a plane that can take us to Baku um, uh, and we don't have to go through with all the hassle, please do because uh, I really want to go. But it does sound like a bit of a nightmare at the moment. And uh, um, could you uh, could you pick Tim up from Bala International Airport as well? Yeah, why not? Right, so that's it. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure again, as always. Big thank you to Adrian Phillips uh, for popping on earlier. Gerlach, it's been a pre- pleasure on your podcast debut. Uh, how'd you find it? Yeah, thank you, right? Yeah, really enjoyed it. Good stuff. And Kaus, uh, I'm sure I'll see you again next week for more um, utter nonsense. Um, uh, any uh, any closing words, uh, uh, Kaus? Uh, no, I, I think... Um... You know, I think it was a good idea to have Gareth on uh, because we've been rating quite poorly, poorly in the uh, in the Norwich area. Mm. Uh, so you know, I think I think we'll crack that market now. So it's been a pleasure. Um, I uh, we put out the front cover for issue two uh, not long before the record. Uh, so go and check that out. It's uh, by John Smith, uh, who is actually the FAW's official photographer now. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, issue two is coming out in June, so please, uh, if you want to get involved, get your pre-orders in uh, to reserve your copy because it didn't last long last time. Um, perfect reading before the Euros, whether you go you go in or you stay in home. Um, we've got some cracking articles in there, so uh, yeah, get involved with that. Um, we'll be back next week for more nonsense. Uh, get your wrong another week vote in from Friday, and. Uh, Yeah, we'll see you again next time. Cheers, boys. Take care.